Um, so welcome. Today on the Geezer Wave broad, uh, podcast, we have uh, Rachel Baram, who refused to be refuses to be defined by a title, but she does <laughs> business development um, and uh, uh, business development and, and strategy and, 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 and operations and everything. We're going to talk about it all today. And, yeah. Uh, Efrat Nitsan is the executive director at uh, Gizra, and I'm Adam Stewart, uh, the USA CTO of Gizra. And we're going to talk today about business strategy, development. Uh, we'll talk about distribution a little bit, and really about what we think makes Gizra special and why we think it's important in, uh, in the world of web development in general. So to start, we, this actually, this whole podcast idea came from a conversation we had as an account management team where Afrat was talking about being in social settings and having a certain pride in, in talking about her, her work at Gizra. So why don't you just tell us that story and what it's about and we can use that as a jumping off point. Yeah, it's actually quite nice because, you know, I've been um, first a developer and then a team leader and then project manager in, in big companies like IBM and corporate companies. And and I think there, there was always a very um, distinct separation between my personal and uh, social life and my professional life. You know, I, I didn't have friends from work on my Facebook account and like it was really okay it's, it's my work but I found myself recently in the last few months or more I've been at Gizra for a year and a half and I just find myself uh, speaking to people in social events and when they ask me what you do I don't just say yeah I work at a software company I manage a software company I just go into the details of telling them what what I do and I find that it's really it's a lot of fun to talk about what we do I see the reactions of on people's faces and the questions that they ask they're really amazed like what, what comes really natural to me now that I'm, I'm here for almost two years um, I think I kind of forgot how unusual it is so it's been quite a nice experience yeah, I, we came we came to Gizra at about the same time, which is interesting. Yeah. And it took us a little while to um, to interact because, well, mm -hmm. well, we'll talk a little bit later. Rachel will we'll probably talk a little bit about the distribution of the company and how we're less units, less siloed units, and and more together. But I, it's it's a unique thing. Like I've, I've, um, I feel the same way where you enter a situation where it's so unique and so different from, from where you've been. And I, we had talked, we actually started this podcast last week and due to some technical difficulties, <laughs> we record it. But so, so we've had some of this conversation and you know, I've had the the fortune of having been at a number of organizations um, where we had that uniqueness in different ways. Yeah. And we've had, you know, and you know, I, I was actually with one of our clients at the iCenter and before that with one of my mentors at the iCenter, Ann Lansky, she founded an organization called Shorashim. And we... Um, we just didn't do things like the status quo. And I think at Gizra, that's the thing that I often also find myself talking 
to people about is like, you can't believe how we do this at Gizra. It's so like different than what you, you think. And I also though find myself in the same um, challenge that I find myself in previous positions is how do you, how do you leverage that uniqueness for what it is? Like, how do you, and how do you learn things from other people? Because certainly there have to be some lessons from other people and other organizations. Um, but there is this tendency to be like, well, that wouldn't work here because we're Gizra, we do it differently. What do you guys think? Well, I've, I've um, also had that, difficulty ever since i've started working i've been here for almost three years um in the beginning i was very corporate when i came i actually uh, worked as a consultant for gizla before i actually i was i joined the team um and there's a, and i really believed in like the the very like uh, obvious best practices and the status quo kind of like that you spoke about um and now that I've been Gizred, <laughs> I don't know any other way to say it. I've, I, I've, like, I've always seen myself as an optimist, but maybe being kind of cynical when I read uh, these great articles and, and, and uh, really I, I um, pick at it and really try to find uh, and see and ask all the time whether um, this is just someone bored writing a blog or is there uh, some really important lesson for us to learn. So, but um, it's also the Gizred way to be very humble, meaning, um, we, we know that we don't know, and we know that the only way to get better is to just continue, um, even asking the questions to things that we've implemented. Um, it's amazing how quickly things have changed. And, um, as Amitai, our, uh, CTO likes to say, um, um, we, we have no problem with failing and we fail often and we get better because of that. Um, so I, for me, it's also, I'm always looking around, but it's definitely with a different uh, perspective, but you're right. There has to be people who have something to teach us. Um, I'm struggling with the same thing. Yeah. I feel that, that actually this is one of the things that, that are good at Gizra because what, you know, the, what Amitai says that, yes, we, we fail often, but we don't like to fail twice on the same subject. So we kind of make a point of really learning uh, lessons from our failures. So you don't necessarily need to, to, to learn from other people because we fail as well. Um, and, and I think the, um, the wise thing that, that is done is that we, we're not afraid to look the, into those um, failures and very quickly try to derive a lesson that is effective that has an effect in the future. It's, it's interesting, this whole, like, the fail-forward um, philosophy. Yeah. It's, it's, so often, um, it's so often cited as something that's good and so often ignored in, in actual practice. And I think that's, that's, that's one of the, the true uniquenesses of, uh, of the work that, that I've done in the, the past years is the room to fail. It's, um, it's pretty, it's pretty remarkable. You know, I came from the, the nonprofit world and you know, the nonprofit world 
despite what a lot of people believe about it, is not backwards. It's not archaic. There's a lot of like really, you know, progressive thinking and business type application to, um, to, the, to the way they work. But in this fail forward, which, you know, they talk a lot, a lot about in nonprofit as well, um, you're, you're usually working with someone else's money, right? Somebody gave you yeah. do, to do a, a project and it becomes harder to, to fail. And so you, you find yourself a lot of times in situations where you're, you know, you know, failure is okay, but you don't want to disappoint. And I, I remember about a year before I came to Gizra, I had a um, conversation with a, with a funder of a, of a program, actually the funder of a program who we develop a web application for now. Um, and that funder is a remarkable, he's, not the funder himself. He's the agent of the funder. Remarkable person, really smart um, educational mind and really just smart strategic mind, you know, really sat down. Um, he sat down with me and we were talking. He said one of the things he appreciated about our work, the work that our team was doing, was the willing to experiment and the willing to, willingness to experiment and the willingness to fail. And that really had a huge impact on me because it, it made me realize that there were other people out there, you know, in positions of, of you know, in stakeholder positions that really truly did, did believe that. And ironically, it's one of the things that allowed me to leap forward to, um, to this position where, you know, we could do a whole episode on, um, on imposter syndrome and, you know, getting into something that's over your head and whatever, but to be given the opportunity to, to work in a field that, you know, I haven't worked in um, before at a, you know, we're a pretty flat organization, but at a sort of leadership level, um, it's an amazing opportunity to fail. <laughs> um, and I've had some of those, so um, it's, it's a, it, it was a, it's a really good um, story arc for me that the that you know learning to fail was um, was a really influential moment for me, and getting the opportunity to to do that has been really um, really a primary part of what we do here at Kizra. I know Kizra, yeah. we fail. That should be our our new slogan. Yeah, <laughs> we failed. Yes, but 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 make no mistakes. We don't like failing, and I yeah. think that you know it 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 also depends on the definition of what a fail is, because you can. I think it's only valuable to learn from a fail in hindsight. Like if you failed, if you happen to fail, then you have a lesson to learn. Why? Because you didn't anticipate this fail. Right, because if you know you are going to fail, we don't go that way. Like for example, what's a failure? You know, something. Mm -hmm. We had a client. We still do have this client that that was on a very tight schedule and wanted to create like in in like two days a, um, a login process that collects a lot of different information on, on the user and just you know, enables the user to create create um, an account and log in. And they created like this huge specification document with like 20 pages or something. And I looked at it and I said, this is going to fail or implementing this will be a failure. Why would it be a failure? Because we are on a tight schedule and this is way too detailed and it is, this is way too like a, an overkill for what is really needed. So 
I, you know, I didn't run ahead to, to fail on this one and then to learn because I didn't need to fail to learn this lesson. What we did was sit with the client and tell them, listen, this is going to be a failure. Let's try to design something very simple, very small, that will get the job done now. And then later, when the pressure is off, we can, you know, create this whole general login system. So I think failure, you know, in hindsight is a good thing but never, never to be anticipated. Yeah, and I think that um, it's not, I think it's even more than that. In addition to uh, a place to fail, or, or uh, a call, like a, it's a culture within Gizra that, that you really feel like you can. Um, I think it's really, a, we do have the guide about, um, that helps us identify uh, where we wanna go, and it has to do with priorities. Um, I'm always amazed by this, and I use it everywhere, but knowing what's important and what is not um, is that that really crosses almost everything we do and helps us make all of our decisions um, and so far so good it's one of those thoughts or philosophies that have actually stuck around and and have proved uh, to 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 be right um, and that's and what you what happened with your client and those um, overkill of requirements um, it is all about priorities and what's important. And um, Eflat's not telling you this, but um, after they developed a very uh, simple login um, and they wanted to, and they just collected like an email, right? Um, yeah. The, 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 their lawyer looked at it and said, you're working with uh, underage children. You're not allowed to collect their email. So even if they <laughs> developed all of that huge scope, um, they would have had to throw it all away and you were talking about yeah. a lot of money. So that, that's the, the punch at the end of, the, of that story. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so if you had to pick, well, like, I don't like the, like, if you had to pick one thing or what's your favorite or what's the best, it doesn't allow a lot of room for, uh, for, for creativity, but what do you really appreciate about working at, at Gizra beyond the, the sort of space to fail? For me, it's the flat organization and the fluidity. Um, it, it, we've really, we've, as part of failing, we've learned um, that we also need to hire a, a certain type of person uh, into our company. And, um, and for me personally, and I think it's true for others, um, there's, I, anyone who comes up with, let's say, a suggestion of something we can do better, uh, no one says, oh, it's nice to hear about that. Let's try it. They say, okay, then go do it. And the fact that there's just, a, if for someone who wants to grow, they can expand and do, and, and that's why my title is so silly, because anything I see, all the way from organizational behavior to processes, to strategy, to business development, um, to writing better blogs in, uh, instead of the dry facts, putting in some interesting storytelling, I'm, I'm everywhere. And that's because uh, Gizra lets me do it. Um, and so it's always interesting because I'm always, I like to be where I believe is the most important at that moment. So that's my title. I'm where Gizra needs me. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm constantly amazed by um, what I'm allowed to do. <laughs> um, and, 
it's, it, I think it's a, it's a, it's a good lesson. And, and again, I'll, I'll, I'll reflect back on my, on my, pre- I worked, I've worked with extraordinary people. Um, I worked for, you know, a decade with a woman named Ann Lansky, who in Jewish education is just, you know, one of the premier voices and working with Amitai and, and you all as well. Um, just thinking, you know, the way in which um, the status quo is ignored um, particularly when the status quo is not good, you know, there's, there's a tendency, this kind of, we have status quo for a reason, right? We, it, it helps us have guidelines in our lives and, and whatever, but there are some times where the status quo gets in our way. And I think sometimes extraordinary people are like, well, why, <laughs> you know, why it never occurs to them that, that, that roadblock should be in the way they just walk around it. Um, so, and, and I feel like that's, um, those are the kinds of people I've, I've been really fortunate to, to, to work with. And it's given, it's certainly given me an opportunity to um, do things that I would have never, um, never done. I didn't go to school for education, um, but somehow became, you know, you know, in the field of education, you know, fairly respected voice and didn't go to school for um, computer science or technology. And, you know, here I am. So I, I appreciate that license. And I think that the, you know, if, if there's something to be learned in the, in the outside world, I think the kinds of organizations that are created by giving that kind of license and by sort of smoothing over status quo on, on certain things is really, um, it, it, it really, it, it really can make an organization great. Yeah. I think what I, what I like best about Gizo, what I feel is very fundamental is that, um, we live up to our values, like, just as the same way that, you know, as a person, um, living up to your values connects directly to the quality of your life and, and this lifestyle that you, that you have. And I think the same way, um, what Gizra is doing is like really uh, the business values that we have, have a direct impact on our business. Um, you know, for example, just the thing about this, you know, life-work separation, you know, it was a sexy thing, like, I don't know, 20 years ago, but everyone says it, but no one really, you know, does anything about it, but we do it, okay? We, 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 we make a point of working really hard when we work, like, you know, doing the time boxing and being very specific about our time and really making sure that we deliver value in whatever we do. But when we don't work, we don't. So, so we, we really um, practice this value and we see the business outcome of this. Like, you, you can really tell that the work is going to be done. And this is what allows you to be flexible with your developers. You know that when, when they are going to be at work, they're going to get the work done. So this all ties up together. And I really like the way that it evolves. Yeah, that makes me think, you, you, did I hear right? You're a product of that Facebook post, right? You're, you coming to Gizra is... Right. So maybe explain for, for the audience, um, maybe yeah. explain, <laughs> explain the Facebook post and then, and then I have a thought about that. Okay. Oh my God. Um, I'm actually going to write a blog post about it. So cool. I'm going to just 
uh, give the highlights. But yes, it was about two years ago. I was a few years out of the high-tech industry. I took a break. Uh, I was sick of all this uh, um, corporate places and um, I went to other ventures. Uh, and then um, I only started about uh, thinking about going back but I couldn't really see myself going back to the same positions in the same places. And I just happened to, to stumble upon a post on Facebook, which was by Amitai. And he described that, um, he said, last night uh, I left the office at 5.30 p.m. and I was the last one to leave the office. And this is the way we do things at Israel. And I wonder why, why there are, um, well, we don't have more women applying to our jobs. And he was actually looking for web developers. Uh, and actually, I was a developer many, many years ago. And when I was a developer, I was not a web developer. Uh, so this wasn't a good fit in any way, but he, he, he made me so curious. So I went into the, the Gizra website. I read some posts at the blog. And I really liked what I saw there. I really liked it. So I, I just sent Amitai a message just letting me know, letting him know that I really liked, liked what he said and how they do things. And then, you know, one thing led to the other and he, you know, he invited me for an interview and then I don't know how it happened, but I joined Gizra as, as a, um, a project manager like a month later. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. That, I, I mean, that, that post blew up like right at the time I started and I couldn't have been, I, I was really proud of it. Like to, to it was yeah. like the first thing I shared. It was a weird thing when I, when I moved over to Gizra and, and like, I didn't know what to say to my personal network. So that was actually kind of my announcement to my personal networks that I had like changed positions um, really? because it was really, um, it was really pretty powerful. And the thing that I would, that I like about it that I think the, the, world in general the world's so messed up right now but um, I think in in general what we're starting to see maybe as a result of some of the, the messed upness of the world is that you know diversity um, is is a value for sure um, but diversity is also um, it's a it's a strategy in the sense that um, you know Amitai's um, the gist of that post, and there is a blog post about it, so one could go back and, and, and read it, but the gist of it is like, why would I eliminate half of the population um, from my employment pool by having um, employment practices that are unfriendly to them? Um, and why would I, you know, not open myself, open the doors to people or close the doors to people by having a work style that doesn't, um, that doesn't invite them in. Not because diversity is a good thing, you know, on its face, it is, but yeah. because diversity makes you a better company. Um, it, it allows you to earn more because you have better people working with you. And it allows you to, to be more creative because you, you, you know, address the needs of a, of a larger audience. It's just, you know, so obvious in some ways when you, when you think about it. Um, but I feel like, you know, it's finally starting to, um, to be a thing. Although, you know, I guess if you read the sort of tech related or tech business related news, um, at least here in the, in the U S um, there's a, certainly a lot of resistance to it. 
Um, and it's, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a little bit sad, but, but yeah, I, that, that was, uh, that was such a, a, a prideful moment for me. Totally. Yeah, me too. I wrote the blog post <laughs> about Amitai's uh, blog, <laughs> I, um, Facebook, whatever post. So I think one of the areas that, um, the uniqueness of Gizra starts to starts to shine through, but also maybe highlights that that notion that you know we we do have a, a certain challenge of like well how do how does the outside world do do it and you know how can we apply that to, to our work is in this new distributed model. So the the short story, and I'll let Rachel take it over because she she works in this area um, most probably more than than any of us. Gizra started, what, three years ago, um, there were two distributed employees or not Israel-based employees, correct? And then now we're about 50% um, distributed. So kind of a massive swing in, uh, in another direction. And it was a... Uh, um, it, well, it was based on a fail. Want me to tell you about what yeah, we failed? Yeah, tell, tell, tell us the fail. <laughs> so um, we... We were doing, uh, there was a hiring strategy to go ahead and hire a whole bunch of newbies and mold them. And we did that by uh, hiring Liat, who's still around. We're very uh, malleable here and, and roles are pretty fluid as we already spoke about. Um, and, uh, and we have a full-time trainer just to train them and Gizraiwais them and also help them in terms of the technology. Um, and we failed. Um, uh, uh, one reason we failed is um, if you get someone who's new, who hasn't been in the job market yet, they don't have anything to compare their situation. And it's uh, real work-life balance, uh, high expectations of quality, um, time boxing are all things that you probably need to have some life, uh, more life experience uh, to be able to adjust and, and deal with it. Um, so uh, we failed in that and we understood that we need the best talent. We need experienced people. We need the type of people who are very motivated, want to be better all the time. Um, and we understood that the only way to, to get this uh, amazing pool of uh, people is to go distributed. And Adam, you're officially our first, right? Our first distributed uh, uh, second, actually, second. Um, Adar is is not is not with us anymore. Oh, but he right, was right. first. Right. Um, then I was a few, maybe a, a month or two after him. Right. Um, so yeah, that, and it's been a really interesting uh, challenge, and it still is. Um, we're always trying to figure out how to do it better, and there have been some fails, and and we're actually succeeding in certain parts of it. What do you think is the um, what do you think is the the maybe the biggest success that you've had? Because you're you're being modest in in uh, in discussing. You've really helped shape the the distribution model of Gizra. At least I feel you have. Um, what do you think has been the biggest success in the way we're we're doing it? Um, well, every, all the distributed companies, and of course, this is where I actually look at other companies and see what I can learn from them. Uh, we. we still stay humble. We love the way we do things, but we stay humble. And really, we all know it, even our relationships with ourselves, it's all about communication. And even, I mean, 
Um, I know it's very hard for some of the people to transition into this, but the idea of just kind of uh, changing the mentality that there's always more people around, even if you don't see them. Um, and it was, you know, implementing even Slack. The fact that people come into the office and they say good morning and everyone waves to them um, over Slack. Um, it, 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 it really, like, and, and trying to create connections both on a professional level, like we have a, a just, you know, for developers to just talk about very technical things. Um, Eflat actually had a great idea, a Gizra on the go. So when an, anyone's on vacation, uh, they let everyone know. And something really cool happened. We, I, last summer, we were on vacation in Crete with my family. And our new employee, uh, who was on the project I was managing, um, was there on his honeymoon. And I actually got to, we, we met up in Crete. He was, he's from Moscow. Uh, so it was really incredible. So also from the social aspect of it, to really uh, try to find um, a way to make sure there's a lot of communication. Um, this was, this existed even before I arrived, but all of our meetings are with camera. We like to see each other. We like to, 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 to feel people out. Um, and, and, and really I think is it's, um, always asking, uh, people, uh, right now, um, I'm in the process of doing stay interviews. Um, as most of you know, a lot of companies have exit interviews. When someone leaves, you, um, try to find out what went wrong. Um, so now we're in the process of trying to understand what we're doing right and, um, and what we can do better. Uh, so as much as we like to give um, helpful uh, support and, and I, I hate the word criticisms, but um, areas of improvement, I don't know what the words are, um, to, to our people, um, now they have a chance to do it to Gizra. And, it's, and I, I love that. I'm, I'm really excited to see what's going to come out of that. Yeah, that's a that's an amazing concept. This day interview, um, it just it sort of flips the flips the notion on its head. Like what, rather than what do you um, what do you have to say on the way out the door? Um, what do you have to say, you know, for your next year going forward? And it it's important in in situations like that to formalize. You know, like we, we're we're an informal company. I think a lot of you know tech companies are in informal. But to, to give a formal venue for um, giving feedback and being heard and letting people know, uh, you know what some of your issues or what you actually you really enjoy is, is pretty um, important. And just by the way, it's a quick example of something that I did not think of. I read through a lot of articles about distributed companies. And this was only one point out of a long article I wasn't interested in very much. There wasn't anything new. Uh, that I took, so you know, able to figure out what sounds like Gizra. I found when when I when I've read a lot of the the stuff that's out there on distributed companies, and there's lots of really good examples, and it's you know it's happening more and more, obviously. But um, a lot of it focuses on the sort of day to day comforts of working alone, and like the FaceTime stuff, and you know being able to see. And I like all of that is really is really good and really important, but. I feel the you know creating human connections is always the most important thing that you know and that's the thing that is really um, lovely about about our work is that we we actually in the Gizra on the go the Slack channel that we have for vacations is such a great example. I mean, I also met Liat, one of our um, uh, Q. Uh, 
she's our UI UX specialist. Um, I met her for the first time in my house because I knew she was doing a vacation through the US. She was coming through Chicago. So I said, you have to, I didn't even make it an option. I said, you have to bring your family over. I'm still pissed at her because they didn't stay with us. She's like, I'm not gonna stay with this person I don't even know, but. Um, it, it was, it was whole family was over. We had a nice lunch. They got to, hopefully they got to see a unique, you know, um, insider's view of, of Chicago. And, you know, now we, we have that. So it's, it's just, uh, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's about human, humans desire human connection. And we feel better about working with each other and doing with each other and investing with each other. If we have a human connection, that's, um, sometimes easily done when you see each other every day, but there's ways you can do it when you, when you don't. Yeah, absolutely. Efrat, what are some of the, so Efrat, you sort of manage the workforce in terms of like, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great, it's a great week to ask that question because this has been a challenging <laughs> to, to manage. Workforce. We're, we're in the, the fortunate situation of having way too much work to do. Um, yeah. But uh, what, what have you observed from, uh, from managing that workforce? From working, uh, from managing a, a distributed workforce? Yeah. Um, I feel that while it has its challenges and all those, you know, um, communication issues that would really have come far, uh, but we are also looking on how to improve it and how to really broaden the, uh, um, the area that we can communicate about. Um, it also has its, uh, um, uh, its good sides because when you have people working like in uh, what, seven different time zones? Rachel, yeah, seven different time zones. <laughs> seven different time zones. So um, you almost always have someone on. O o almost and you almost always can just pass the stick over to the next person who just who is just starting. Um, so it, it sometimes gives you a leverage. Even the fact that in Israel, uh, the work week is actually from Sunday to Thursday, while in the rest of the world, it's Monday to Friday. So you, you would think that this is like a sh shortcoming and it's something that will be very difficult to work with. But actually, um, we find that, that there are ways to, to really leverage this difference. Like, uh, for us in Israel, Sunday is really a very quiet day that allows us to, you know, dig back into our emails, um, create a work schedules for the next week. We don't have any client communication uh, and it's slower. And I, I would imagine that in the U.S. and in Europe, Friday might be a yeah. similar day when you don't have any noise from us and you just, you know, you just concentrate on working. It, it's less the case now, but developers used to love Friday because the Travis queue, the continuous integration queue, was shorter on Fridays shorter. because you know most of the developers were in Israel. That's not true not anymore, true. actually. No, nope. nope. <laughs> a, a lot of backup on Fridays now. <laughs> and it's also, you know, it, it's um, I. I've always felt that that was such a strategic advantage, the work week in, in Israel. It's changing again, just because, you know, half of our developers aren't in, in Israel anymore. But, you know, Sunday in the U.S., that means you have a full day Sunday and probably most of the day Monday of work to present something to a client on Monday, you know, from, Monday morning. You know, from the weekend. So it's a, there, there are strategic ways to make it a strategic advantage for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So 
I guess it's pretty close to the the end of the the podcast. Anything else that we that um, we want to share before we uh, we wrap up here? We cover. Uh, well, if if anyone has like some great suggestions, uh, <laughs> we're, oh, yeah. we're, well, ready, so, we're ready to drop anything we think is not the best way to do it and try something new. <laughs> we actually, so when Amitai put out the call um, or sort of announced that we were going to be doing a podcast, he, he asked if there were any subjects and this came up a, a few times um, from some, uh, from Gizra friends and, uh, and associates. So, so right. talking about just, I mean, it's, it, it's a huge deal in the, uh, in, you know, I think the Drupal world, but in the tech world as well. Um, lots of distributed companies, lots of people having successes and certainly challenges. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we can do a live podcast someday where people Ooh. can ask us questions. Ooh, we, so yeah, we, we talked about that with, uh, with Amitai. Um, we, we did a webinar. Was that before you started? Um, we did a Probably. webinar with uh, uh, time boxing and and mm -hmm. uh, and doing uh, estimates using the using the time box. Um, it was really mm -hmm. great. Um, really, really yeah, let's interesting, do that. interesting questions. Um, so, Efrat, you were saying so when we first started the podcast, Amitai said um, the one thing I don't want is intro music. So the one thing <laughs> was was intro music. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Since, you, since you spent some time in the in the music industry and your little hiatus from tech, do you have a suggestion for an intro this week? Well, yes, I do. I actually have. I will send you a link because I can never pronounce the name of this song, and I also don't remember. But it's actually it's a song by uh, Dudu Tassa, who is a um, like a very good Israeli singer, and he created a very special project, like an Arab Israeli um, musical project that recreates the songs of his grandfather who used to be like a really big singer in Iraq. And this song is actually the opening theme of Fauda, which is a really great Israeli um, um, television show. I think it's on Netflix, right? Yeah, it's on Netflix. Mm -hmm. yeah. We're dying for season two. Um, we, all, we are also dying because this <laughs> season two is a killer. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God! Uh, you don't know no what's spoilers. Going. No spoilers. No spoilers. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. Very, in very, very, very sad and scary. Oh, um, but this song is great, and uh, yeah, let's do it. All right. Well, great, great talking to everyone. Um, I'll see you at the next uh, uh, online meeting. <laughs> Thank you so much. Take care. Thank you.